right, on today's podcast, uh, we're going to revisit our core values section of the industry overview. Um, you guys can see looking at the industry overview on the outside, we have a lot of different smaller boxes. Um, and we're going to try to touch upon um, our after action report for Give Us Model. But a lot of this is all going to be set in our accountability. Um, again, on pawhealth.net slash podcast, uh, you see the links on the website. Um, I have three PDFs also uploaded for uh, defining accountability, assigning accountability and creating accountability. So that's going to be pretty much the basis of today's podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Um, accountability, the thing everybody wants uh, yes. from a, from from my time working in uh, uh, consulting a lot of things that, that assault, uh, accountability is a thing that not too many people get have no um no. so uh, and i would say yeah i mean it definitely you know i would say it definitely lacks within the veterinary profession but more importantly whether you want to say culturally within our country what it has to do but I, I just don't think people know what it actually means I agree. You know, I, I think it's it's a it's a term that is thrown around very very loosely, and um, you know, and that's part of why we're going through these other three PDFs. Which again, these documents are in our employee reference text. Um, you know, so all employees get these on the day to hire, and you know, it, that's why we have these sort of split out the way that they are. Is you have to be able to define accountability, you have to be able to assign accountability, um, and then sort of how do you then take those two parts and saying, you know, how do we then create accountability? Um, because it's, you know, kind of like we said a few moments ago before we started recording, is it's like what you really want in a team is to the minute accountability. Right. You want it yeah. right there, yes. ground floor, mm -hmm. immediate. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, some of the some of the books that we recommend, um, you know, whenever we kind of start out our consultation work with a veterinarian or veterinary clinic or what it has to do, we always um, recommend uh, several different books. But, um, you know, some of those, uh, when we talk about was culture code. Mm -hmm. um, the ideal know. team player and five dysfunctions of a team. Um, all of those do have roots in, and that have influenced these tools quite a bit. This is kind mm -hmm. of the boiled down. Yeah. Uh, quick uh, consumption uh, pieces yeah. from all of those, but they all have the ultimate uh, goal of obtaining accountability just in different ways for different reasons too. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's again, why as a part of our core values, we have accountability is kind of the top of that circle or sort of those, you know, the, the, the process there um, is, you know, like you said, it's just, it's, it's incredibly important. Um, but it's, books obviously have been written on it and you want oh, and to way more books than just those yeah, three right. too i mean it's probably <laughs> yeah. uh again when i was working uh more on a third party basis and with multiple other businesses i i mean we we would go through their issues lists yeah. and the thing that would be lacking the most or that would be a, a, an issue almost every single time was a lack of accountability mm -hmm. um so there's definitely a cultural element, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, it was always yeah. something that would bring up the millennial complaint. They're yeah. never accountable. They're lazy. They yeah. don't seem to want to, they don't seem to want it, whatever the heck it is. Yeah. Um, Which isn't necessarily true, but I, I yeah. actually disagreed with them yeah. quite a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, they, cause it's always the old business owners, right? Right. So it's always yeah. the old, you know, it's like, oh, this generation, you know, as we talked about that before when we were going through our loss of self-worth, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, it, it, 
it's it, just not. It's know. a it's an excuse. Yeah, it's yeah. all that's all I hear. Yeah, uh, which we'll get to. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> which you know, I mean, in, in its own regard, I mean, when you're looking at assigning accountability, um, even then, as those business owners and those employers, is that they in part are also victimizing themselves. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, just, it's not. It's not saying that employees are the only ones who are victimizing, or employers are always victimizing. It's no. It's, it's both sides. Yeah. And I think it's just this constant like finger pointing process. Where no, it's you. No, it's you. It's not me. And you know. Right. Um. But that doesn't actually get you anywhere. And uh, you know, again, it just in that you know saying uh, we had even talked about it um in our uh, uh service category of, a few podcasts ago, mm-hmm. um in just saying the who is creating these at risk households. You know who. Who is who has a failure of population control, and it's going to be the general public who's like veterinarians charge too much, and veterinarians are going to be like, uh, you know, you need to pay for your patient; it's your responsibility. And it's like that doesn't actually get us anywhere. Yeah, you know, like stop pointing fingers. Is mm-hmm. now if we start to move up into um, you know the higher portions of accountability into reality, owning it, solutions and implementation. That's on the um, defining accountability page. But you get out of that victim world, you get out of that persecutor world, and you start to now look at having creators and coaches. Is now you're starting to then get in into how we actually create accountability. Now, this creation of accountability is a bit more geared towards a veterinary clinic and the veterinary industry, but the the roots of this creating accountability is non-specific. It's, right. It's any any yeah. any business any business any uh, and actually a part of it. Uh, not even just from a business standpoint, there are guts of this that can be applied to your own personal lives. Oh as well. yeah, I mean the thing when I when you look at that. Um and we'll get there. Actually, you know what? We'll we'll get there because I, I it, it's it is easy defi- to jump it ahead. Is definitely <laughs> scalable. Yeah. But um, yeah. when you when you look at these three pieces, there's kind of a natural flow to these three tools. Yep. Um, the, the, so the first one is is starting with just defining what accountability is because if we don't if we're not speaking the same language if we don't understand the term that we are using. Um, moving past this point is pretty much useless. Um, so when we talk about accountability uh, within these four things, uh, or th- there's there's four things on the bottom, four things on the top, when we go from unaccountable to accountable, yep. and the four things on the bottom are like the four symptoms of when I'm being unaccountable, right? Yep, yep. So we're in the we're in the medical world. Um, what we what we are trying to find as the root cause or the actual you know not necessarily a symptom but the actual uh, disease if you will we're not quite there yet we are just acknowledging that these four things exist when we are in the world of unaccountable mm-hmm. uh, number one on the bottom being denial denial means there is n- I, I am basically saying there is not a problem um, most of the time, these people, uh, even if it is not acknowledged, will stick out like a sore thumb because everyone, not even necessarily everyone, but there will be other people on the team that know that a problem exists. And then they look at the other person that says, nah, that's not an issue. Yeah. Like, well, is it? Now, if that person's a manager or above them, it's like, well, I guess it's not a problem. Right. So I, we're stuck. Um, but when we argue the fact that there is not a problem, there's nothing to solve and we don't get anywhere. Yeah. 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 And that's no, I think that's it. Uh, also, when we kind of talk about, you know, say the vet saying it's your problem or the caregiver saying it's your problem, that's yeah. part of it is they're, yeah. they're de- essentially in denial about their own part in this particular problem. Right. Um, and it's it's not fruitful to continue to then in number two, it's not fruitful to be in denial and also blame. Right. Yeah, and that's the, you know, it, the, the essentially what it is blaming is just the more you find yourself pointing the finger at somebody else, the yeah. less productive that it yeah, is. Absolutely. And again, like this is one of those 
those things where, you know, a few episodes ago we had talked about how I tend to just scrap nuance, yeah, right? Like right. I'm not saying that blame isn't sometimes justified. Yeah. Um, but most of the time it just, we, I just stop it because yeah. it only, it doesn't really do anything positive for us. It's just, what can we do better? That's, that's always my stance on yeah. it. And, um, yeah. And I feel like as you get more and more accountable in sometimes your personal life, also in your business world, uh, you know, business lives or professional lives, it's easy to just like stop it. You know, right. it's just like when, you know, for us being in that seven and eight category, it's like when you start to see these things, um, you, you can see, you just see it, you just see it much easier. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think when you kind of look at the denial and blaming categories, it escalates very rapidly. Yeah. So it's who can sort of wield the biggest punch of blame, you know, and eventually what that then leads into is you blame, you blame, you blame. And then someone starts to be like, oh, well, that was a really big punch you just threw on blame. I guess I recognize that may have been me, but hey, number three, I have an excuse. Right. So like they're coming yeah. up in the list a little bit and saying, no, I'm still not being accountable for it. And I'm not really willing to play my part in it, but you did have a pretty good point when you blamed me. And now it's, here's my excuse. Right. And that's um, one of the things that my dad would always jokingly say is that it's not an excuse. It's an explanation. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, I loved yeah, it. And, yeah. and I, as a kid, I'm sure you hated I, it. Well, Right, but I was, when I was 13, I loved it. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> right. I needed it sometimes. But either, right. either way, uh, that's another one of those things where when we live in the in the top of this this uh, graphic here, mm-hmm. uh, excuses stand out so fast. Yeah. And, and again, it's something that it's like I, I'm not saying that the nuance doesn't exist. Correct. I'm not saying that there are not external variables that right. impact your yeah. decision making yeah, abilities, skills, whatever, whatever. Yeah it is but excuses just get it says right right on here it just makes you powerless which is a piece that's going to go directly into our assigning accountability piece um so blaming and excuses definitely go hand in hand quickly quickly and you can yeah yeah it's but just then, more of the finger pointing. Yes. And then the last one is waiting. So mm-hmm. uh, this is the uh, response to the uh, Toyota model. Uh, so, sure. Yes. So the Toyota model doesn't allow us to wait. For those that aren't familiar or may have missed it, uh, basically on the assembly line and in every Toyota factory across the world, um, there are large red buttons that stop the uh, assembly line when cool. somebody makes a mistake. Not because they want to reprimand the person that makes the mistake. They want to solve the problem. So on the flip side of that, any other car manufacturer, I'm guessing, and uh, whatever, they probably don't have that function. So if the guy that's spinning the socket wrench scratches a rim, um, you know, the likelihood is, well, I can just keep it going down the line and maybe somebody won't notice. I'm just going to wait to see if somebody finds out that this problem even exists. And at some point, I they're not going to be able to trace it back to me. Right. My hands are clean. <laughs> it gets three more people down the line, and I didn't drop the wrench. Someone Ex- else might exactly. Yeah. So again, with automation, it must have been the machine. It was did. definitely the robots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Bezos. Right. <laughs> um, but all of those, all of these uh, items yeah. are just symptoms of a lack of accountability, mm-hmm. and the 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 bridge to get to number five, um, we've been here multiple times with multiple people. That is a long 
hard bridge to get past because you know the, the it, it's just it's so f- fragile where people yeah. want to just fall back in because we're so trained in the other yeah. four pieces well and look i mean even in this diagram and saying defining accountability in the hexagon to the lower right of the words defining accountability i mean here's what it is defining accountability is a personal choice to rise above oneself and own the event to implement the solution so mm-hmm. it's it's that one part that i think when we as individuals get stuck in our own head like you said maybe it's conditioning it's how we're raised, the school systems, whatever we want to say. I mean, that's still blame and excuses in some capacity. However, it's still a personal choice to rise above oneself. Mm-hmm. That's hard. That it's, it, oh, it's terribly it's, hard. Yeah, it, very difficult. Because because what it does is it puts um, a significant amount of weight on right on your shoulders mm-hmm. as soon as you make that choice. Um, that's uh, uh, um, Jordan Peterson talks a lot about that. That's what his 12 Rules for Life book is a lot about. And again, like I know he's a politically heated yeah. figure, sure. and you can disagree with him uh, on, on a number of things if you wish, but he does talk a lot about that where it's like you're just – uh, actually, and the Gary V is another one too, yeah. where it's like everything's my fault. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make the choice yeah. to just bear it all yep. because what what happens when I make that choice is now I can, uh, I've owned the problem. Yep. Now I can start to move up and get into fixing the yeah. actual problems, even if. I might be over owning something. Yeah. It's just yeah. better to lean on the other side as a counter reaction to the drama side, which we is getting into yeah. our assigning accountability that again, like from yeah. the consumption of media side mm-hmm. and just the way that we've started to learn to talk to each other in a negative way. Yeah. Um, the three roles that are on the bottom of our assigning accountability page are so common yeah, that we need the overreaction. Mm-hmm. You need to feel like you're kind of, drowning a little bit with this overweight mm-hmm. uh, of accountability so that you don't get over there yeah and that's when we look at the creating accountability chart diagram and definitions like that is a part of our process is i think you know um some people may not understand when a business owner you know is like well ultimately this is my responsibility there was a mistake ultimately it was my responsibility. it was i'm taking ownership i'm you know it's like oh well he's the owner of course he's at fault for this and it was an employee who had done something somewhere down the line which they didn't have direct influence on mm-hmm. but then it's like, oh, well, it, as an owner, I accept this responsibility. Right. Um, even when, you know, large scale, when there's, you know, university things and it comes back on the present university, well, I was still in charge of this. This was my responsibility. Um, that's when you start to kind of talk about the difference between people who stay in the unaccountable world. As you start to move up, success comes with it. Yeah. I think that's what people don't understand is that, you know, you almost always, when you start to think about, and at least, uh, you know, when you start to think of accountability, it's like, oh, there's going to be reprimand. There's going to be a negative. There's going to be something. The outcome of this is not going to be in my best interest. Mm-hmm. But when you look at all of your successful entrepreneurs, you look at all of your high-functioning business individuals, you know, uh, owners and you know, CEOs and executives, it's all like, we need mm-hmm. to get into this high accountability because it's just a matter of identifying problems. Yeah. You know, we don't care. It's the red button. You know, we don't care where the problem comes from. Let's figure out a way to essentially fix it. Exactly. Um, and that's where when you make this personal choice to rise above oneself, that's the personal choice that I that I made that, you know, our administrators are made, all of us are made. We rose above ourself and the choice was to serve the patient. 
That was what we did in our organization. We mm-hmm. said, it's not about you. It's not about me. Yes, we can maintain individuality and, um, you know, uh, um, you know, all the type of things. But the, the point is that we are serving the patient. That's our collective cause. Mm-hmm. So we rise above ourselves in this particular setting. Of course, in other industries, you can find other reasons that you're going to rise above yourself. Um, and that's then where in our scenario, when you kind of flip to the other page of um, assigning accountability is essentially the patient becomes our challenger. Mm-hmm. Instead of being our persecutor, you know, now we sort of have this individual or this entity that's, um, you know, uh, trying to uphold us to being accountable. Well, you can even say that the the those sides of it are your patient, but also your your patient caregiver combination. Sure. Right? Yes. Yeah. So you sure. have the medical challenge, yep. um, but you also have, you know, like the 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 persecutor is likely the individual that's going yep. to be able to talk yeah use use english language uh and i know animals speak in their own ways but they're not doing yeah. so in a malicious manner <laughs> yeah. most of the time sure. um but yeah what you're what you're saying there is um those that make that choice yes. immediately go up yep absolutely so what what we see is these two uh graphics fit um so closely together where it looks like they're different but they're really kind of saying the same thing it's just in different ways and and seeing different symptoms of ultimately what a a, what the the cause is which is just a lack of that choice right yeah Yeah. that's the ultimate root cause of this is it individuals not making the choice to rise above it yeah And, and our and our management is beset in that we don't force anything down anyone's throat Ultimately, it always comes down to them willing to make this personal choice or not. Well, you can't force it down yeah. somebody's throat. <laughs> well, well, I mean, corporate policy, you can you can f- have ways around forcing it, but it's not going to well, work. That's the thing. Look at the success rate on <laughs> it that. It doesn't work. It's so low right. because, <laughs> yeah. because absolutely yeah. that's what tries to happen, but that like... Um, one of the things that uh, is a is a, a topic that I don't really talk about a lot, but that's that's follower abuse. So <laughs> sure, um, it's it, it's I don't think I've ever even talked to you about it, but basically it was it was a, a piece that came in with that forgiveness model where um, the the employee has decided to follow the organization. So they have put the organization above them to a certain point. Sure. So there's there's a relationship there yeah. where it's like I'm optioning, so I can leave and you can get rid of me. Yeah. Um, but on the so there's a mutual respect just with that decision. But on the flip side of that is okay, I'm gonna respect you by giving you my time. Now you can't abuse me yeah. because of it, and that's what that is, and that's when it it gets toxic. That's yeah. how we get this horrible yeah. misunderstanding of what accountability yeah. is. Yeah. Well, and even to that end, that's where when we have employees who want to work for Carlo, yes, it's not. No, yes. you're not working for Carlo. You're mm-hmm. not really even necessarily working for Paw Health. You're working for the patient. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why we didn't touch on it much, is because we were already at the mindset that we had to take owners out of it, individuals out of it, managers out of it, the business out of it, all of those different interests out of it. And we just came down to saying, nope, the most important entity in our organization is the patient. And we need, Mm -hmm. again, need to rise above ourselves, rise above the owners, rise above the business. And we need to focus on making choices that then directly impact or influence the care of our patients. Right. Exactly. So with that, then, um, when we have an organization that is lacking in accountability, mm-hmm. which uh, for those that are listening, this is probably going to start to be like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we likely on the clinic and in the, in the staff side, we're going to have a lot of these victim rescuer roles in, yeah. or, in organizations that are not uh, accountable. 
what does that look like? Well, actually, and even then, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm, I, I don't mean to cut you That's off, okay. but yeah, yeah, just to jump uh, to make sure we just finish out the rest of this diagram, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, reality yeah. owning yep. its solutions and implementation. And that's where, I mean, guys, when you guys listen to our podcast, like we really do have all of these papers out. I know I made a joke about it the other thing, uh, one of the other podcasts. Um, but for us, we have so much knowledge to unload. It's like, let's get to this. Yeah, other, let's just, get to this other thing. Just you know, so many like, things. Our goal today was at least to try to get to the forgiveness model. But again, we just get so ingrained into the discussion of accountability and these other things. It's easy to kind of jump around. But yeah. to at least finish out the diagram yes. that is defining accountability when we go from denial, blaming, excuses, waiting, and we get into the reality, owning it, solutions, mm-hmm. and implementation. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about is as you start to move up that is in the reality world all you have to do is just acknowledge that's when you finally rise above yourself you're no longer waiting you're now jumping into reality and being like you know what I might not like it, but I will at least accept the reality that this problem does exist. Yes. You know, and that's in, and it's okay to be just there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that does kind of bleed, of course, over into the own it part because I feel like the reality, living reality, is very much in your head where mm-hmm. it's like, huh, yeah, I think the owning it is then saying, no, okay, you're willing to come forward and yes. say, you know, uh, I no longer blame others or make excuses. Um, I'm living in the reality that I was as a part of this um, and now I'm willing to sort of accept uh, what it means hereafter um, and that's then getting into the solutions part right um, and that own it phase is the one that most people have the fear of yeah because yeah. there's there's definitely the misunderstanding on the other yeah. side of like well yeah. what is what is what's going to happen when I put myself out there yeah um when, you know, when we talked about the culture code that's when they that's their their retort to that is pairing uh, safety with vulnerability, right? So a, a business is going to have to create an environment that it's safe to make it own, to make yeah. owning problems. Toyota does that. You yeah. push the red button, you never get in trouble. Yeah. You just, all right, how do you f- solve the problem? Yeah. And then on the other side of that, that breeds vulnerability. That br- that, that allows uh, all, of, all of the people that are there to operate with the same purpose for us that serve the patient yeah. and say, when I screw this up, I can put it out there and I know that I'm not going to get my head cut off. Mm-hmm. Um Forgiveness models built yeah. big in Owning it doesn't mean you're going to get owned. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Now, making excuses, blaming, and denying that problems exist might yes. make that happen. Yes. Yes. But uh, yeah. so now we're to the point of, um, yes, I acknowledge that I am a part of the problem. Yep. That doesn't necessarily mean that no. I know what the solution is. No, you don't have to know what to do about it. Right. Yeah, it's it, exactly right. It's, like you said, the, the red button where it's like, oh, there's a scratched rim or, you know, there's a bolt that isn't getting tightened appropriately and it's going to have the steering wheel fall off. I don't know how to fix that. I'm not a steering wheel engineer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, so, you know, the, the solutions part is then where you start to branch out into leaning onto your team. Yeah. Sometimes that's a leadership team. Now, for us, we have a couple of different teams. Of course, we have our leadership team. Uh, we have our four core development team you know we look to have administrators on the floor at all times so I, I would like to think that even if we have some discord and approachability from one employee to the next i'm new i'm not comfortable talking to them whatever it is is that the solutions part is you have to have a strong team of accountable individuals to be able to then maintain a solution-oriented work environment. Um, And then that's where you get into the final part of implementation. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Implementation is of our our diagrams, essentially, when you look at defining accountability, assigning accountability, and creating accountability. The third diagram, which is creating accountability, is number eight on our chart of Mm -hmm. defining, is that this implementation, if you are in the implementation phase, you are fully 
on board with accountability. Um, you've assumed the responsibility for implementing solutions and you're committed to the success of the team. That's how we get into that third thing of creating accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, assigning accountability, uh, the, the page for assigning accountability falls a bit more into the um, reality and owning category. Yeah. Um, so five yep. and six, and that of course mm-hmm. now being our segue into the assigning accountability page, yes. um, is now saying, well, let's look at and define how we assign accountability. Yeah. And the uh, really the way that it tends to start is that we see the symptoms of on the unaccountable side. And then we we stop them, and yeah. then and and you you reset in the minute. Right? In the minute, yes. that's why we want in the yep. moment accountability. Now yep. there's a caution, big you know, big kind of a big red light with all of that too. Is your likelihood of offending people when you do that is extremely high. Yes, right, especially at and the an initial, unaccountable team on an unaccountable team. And so if you're if you're trying to take an unaccountable team and crank yep. it up, yep. you're going to piss people off. Absolutely. And and you what happens is this is where that uh, and, and not to say that people can't be coached into it, but what no. normally happens is yeah. there's a little bit of a war of attrition uh, that yeah. happens when you switch the the dial onto accountability because yeah. the people that cannot handle it mm-hmm. are going to leave. Yeah, uh, assuming that you stick to it. Yes. So you got to have the yes. other side too, or you got to stick to your guns yes. because if you start down the road and then you fall off, yep. you're it's so much harder to get back on board yep. with that. Yeah. So what we tend, or what I have seen in the past with. Um, Different businesses uh, is he- because the, the most vocal is heavy in two and three. It's heavy in blaming. It's heavy in excuses. The other one that's a little bit interesting, uh, this was tended to be more of a look up, was basically like the staff would say, oh, the, the managers never acknowledge that there's actually problems. They have two, their rose colored glasses are too yeah, good or yeah. too bright. Yeah. So um, those are three very common ones. Weight is a tough one because yeah. it's like, it's just the absence of action yeah but really within excuses and blaming being the most verbal uh those are where our drama are really gonna sit and that's yeah. when I, I said the word right yeah. it, that's where our drama comes into play absolutely so um basically our victims make excuses mm-hmm. our our persecutors uh blame yeah. it, or vice versa it all it, it really doesn't matter depending oh, on the yeah. situation no I, I think a lot of the times in our profession it's just everyone is pointing fingers so everyone yeah. is both the victim and everyone is both the persecutor yeah and know? then we've got the rescues over there <laughs> yeah. uh, like just trying to make everyone feel better right and, and right. the funny part is uh, this industry being so heavily filled with altruistic people, yes. we bounce between that victim and rescuer role oh, so rapidly absolutely. because all we want to do is help, but we yeah. have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually with one of our associate veterinarians. That was, she, uh, for I think for quite some time, kind of fell into the lower portions of accountability. But the reason why sort of living in reality and owning it is so important is that she was constantly being made the rescuer for other employees who were even less accountable than she was. Yeah. And this whole time, it's, you know, if, and now if we're looking at the assigning accountability diagram and you look, there's the three on the bottom, persecutor, victim, rescuer. Your rescuers are those save-the-day people. 
mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, I'm just here. And it's like, you know, if the victim is, you know, saying, oh, you know, he, they're doing this to me and they're doing this, you know, and this and this. And the rescuer's like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just trying to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. The trying to make them feel better person is just as bad. Yeah. Just as bad. Yep. Because it still pulls us and keeps us in this accountability, in this account, um, unaccountable world mm-hmm. where you don't actually get anywhere. Right. You don't actually get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, I think our employees who have jumped up into the, in the accountability ladder and those who previously were rescuers then become coaches. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, oh, they're doing this to me, you know, the victim. Oh, they're doing this, they're doing it. And the coach is like, hold on a second here. You, the coach obviously is going to acknowledge that they are trying or forced into the role of a rescuer and saying, I'm not a rescuer anymore, but I'm going to coach you towards the solution. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that part because that's very uncomfortable in the moment. Yeah. Well, because the difference between a rescuer and a coach is the rescuer smiles, nods, and says, I acknowledge your pain. Right. Right. <laughs> sure. And yeah. the coach says, what could you have done differently? Yes. It's just, just that little tweak yeah. uh in yeah. and this is where you know the 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 idea of semantics is actually important yeah because the way in which you say that is mm. so terribly important because yeah. it's all about tripping the mind yeah. back into accountability yeah. um so, so um the the best advice that i've given to many many people that i can think of is when you find yourself doing this yeah what could you have done differently <laughs> Because you're going to do this because you're going to want them to feel good. You want to make them feel like you're listening, all that sort of stuff. And not to say that that's not important because there's a whole other side of this that I don't have enough time to talk about. We're going to get to next time Um, that 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 if somebody's in a victim role, they do need to be listened to. Yeah. Like that's a that is a valid victim role. And we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, But the the rescue is going to smile and not. Mm. It's just a natural reaction. We were taught how to listen just like that. Yeah. And. in the middle of that, just include, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah. What could you have done better? Yeah. Just just, yeah. just own it a little bit, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but then on the other side, yeah. you've got your persecutors, right? Yes. So those are the individuals that come in and just, uh, you know, a, a victim blamer might might be uh, yeah. a, a common term that gets thrown around. Um, but it's, it's really the person that doesn't really help at all. They just kind of beat everybody into submission trying to... Like they're the person that, well, I told them what they did wrong. Why aren't they getting any better? Sure. <laughs> I didn't help with it solutions or actually, yeah. you know, trying to understand the full situation. I just told them how they sucked. Yeah. And which they, is still an unaccountable role. Absolutely. It's just a different. Yeah. It's a yeah. different. Per, yeah, it's different. just blaming. Yeah. <laughs> they're just blaming. <laughs> right. That's all they're doing. Right. Um, right. So it, like that is, uh, you know, it, really what that's going to be again in, in, in a clinic setting likely is going to be your patient caregiver combination more so than on your team not to say that we can't do all three of these yeah. things yeah. um but a lot of times what happens <clears throat> is um when we don't educate caregivers properly yeah they become persecutors mm-hmm. because they don't know what's going on and they yeah. get mad yeah and again they we're don't all we're yeah. all taught how these three pieces work yeah. together and now they want to make a victim yeah and then yes they're, yes because <laughs> yes. they're pissed right so uh so that's 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 probably one of the most common ones that we see. And then what happens is our vet, our techs, whoever yeah. comes back from the education yeah. rooms yeah. and says, this person's really mean. Yeah. And then our rescues come into play like, yeah, they're really mean. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we go? Right. 
nowhere. Yeah. No, no. What where you go is the whole rest of the team in that interaction. Then it, it essentially is negative towards that caregiver in that mm-hmm. interaction. Yeah. Um, and that's even one of the examples we had um, several um, several weeks ago was when we had the individual who thought he heard our exam fee was you know six fifty or whatever it is, and that was part of me and my brain and sort of that you know sort of creator type role is saying when I had the employee come back and say he's acting like this you know it's like I actually in that moment I was like yeah he probably is acting like that um (laughs) however part of this equation is that if there was a if there was a different sort of conductor in the seat if there was a different veterinary in the seat who allowed that to go then between the caregiver support the medical support the CVT um and you know of course the veterinarian themselves would not have helped this situation it would have been an us versus them dynamic they are acting this way well we're going to act this way so a part of me then in that one example from several weeks ago and saying you know what i'm just going to handle this problem one because i need to get this individual under control so he trusts what it is we're going to be doing and saying with his patient but the other side is i need to get my team back under control so that they treat this person fairly Mm -hmm. because we knew we knew in that particular circumstance that his dog had a really terrible toxicity the last thing he needed was additional opportunity to feel negative energy from our team Mm -hmm. and that's of course like you said that that thing and saying oh they're really mean a part of it is just holding that energy there yeah and minimizing that energy coming into you personally right and that's i mean really what you're saying is you made a personal choice to rise above the situation <laughs> yes which was it. tough it was tough and, and again like yeah. that it's we're a not, jerk you know i still feel it you just really want to go in there and start you know laying heads right or, but know. that's the thing that you always talk about yeah. is you're always beca- going to have an initial emotional oh, yes. reaction yes yes um yep you can have that emotional reaction. Like you got to go step outside for two minutes and just like swear really loud. I don't whatever it is. Personally, I don't care how you get rid of that. Please have your first reaction. Get it out. Yeah. You need that first reaction because you need to also be of the mind when that's done to be able to rise above whatever that just was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I get mad. I get pissed. I get, you know, things get under my skin and it's, you're exactly, that was, uh, you know, with the same, uh, one of the other, one of our associates where when we were trying to get her to live into that reality, mm-hmm. her knee jerk was always into the blame and the excuse category. Mm-hmm. And that's when we sort of look at our industry overview and we were talking about loss of self-worth and we were talking about these talent issues. Well, they didn't teach me this in school. They didn't teach me that. They didn't teach, you know, they, I never learned this. No one ever showed me how to do that. That's still very much in the excuse and blame category. Yes. And for us, it's like, okay, well, you didn't learn this in school, but what have you done individually to problem solve this issue so you could learn what it is? That's going from then saying, you know, well, they never taught me this in school. Damn, they never did. You know, to say, they never taught me this in school. It's like, what could we do or what can you do to then learn how to do it? So right. it's the same thing. And, um, you know, have that first reaction when you get pissed, when you get angry, when someone, you know, crosses your path, have that reaction. Just get to your second reaction. Right. Just get to it. Because yep. that's then where you immediately jump above yourself and you get into that high level of accountability. Also, to go along with that, try to minimize the impact on your team when yes. you're having the initial. <laughs> yes, yes. It, you, you can't just start dropping F-bombs on the floor. Right. Right. Uh, because, because the other thing is you you cannot uh, set other people up for failure. Yes. That's yeah. all That's all we're saying. All yeah. I'm saying is yeah. like, yeah. don't give them the opportunity to, to, for, to make you the enabler yeah. for bad behavior. Yes. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, exactly right. Rescue or enabler. Yes. Yep. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. Yep. So, so what happens typically in the, again, in this, uh, clinic setting is, um, the, the, the difference makers it are, 
either typically your your rescuer going into a coach and just saying the right thing yep. just just encouraging people in a positive way to 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 make the choice yeah and then your your victim role getting out of excuses and blaming getting out of denying problems exist yep. getting out of waiting for somebody to find it yep. and just saying you know what i'm gonna put myself out there and i'm just gonna say yes that was a problem i'm gonna own that my pieces of it i'm going to um ask if i don't know what the solution is or i'm yeah. even going to propose a solution yeah. and say and then say do you think that'll work or do you guys have any other ideas yeah and then i'm going to bust my ass to yeah. implement that solution absolutely yeah absolutely and th that that alone right there is i think one of the strongest team building activities you will ever have in a clinical setting ever mm -hmm. you know i mean it's fine you can have weekend retreats you can have pizza parties you can have all these different things that like you know make things fun so everyone works well together but when you talk about building that team it's that yeah. it's you know I, I i actually i have thoroughly enjoyed watching our victim employees stick with us and this process and become creators. Mm -hmm. um, one of our one of our associate veterinarians, um, you know, she had you know, come out of this victim role. She was kind of in the creator role. She was doing very well. I think maybe we talked about this before, um, but had uh, you know sent me a text and saying, "I feel like I am regressing on some of my old behavior. I don't know what to do about it. I can just feel it happening, and I want to do something to change that." <laughs> yes you're already on number six <laughs> right well that, that was essentially my reply text yeah i said just the fact that you have even acknowledged that there was negative behavior you had previously and now you want to actually do something about it i said you've already done it yeah you've already yeah. acknowledged that you've already owned it and basically my uh reply to her in, in this particular um uh discussion was that um you can never assume that you're always going to succeed along the way uh as a linear path mm -hmm. usually it's just you know uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, success, failure, success, failure, mm -hmm. success, failure. And you just gradually get up, 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 fail up, forward, up. You fail forward. Exactly. Right. Which she used to tell me was just words, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, actually, uh, Will Smith has a perfect little snippet. It's probably on Facebook, YouTube, but, um, Will Smith has this little thing about failing forward. And it's mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful little clips ever, mm -hmm. um, on that process on just saying, no, like it's okay to make mistakes. You just do better next time. Right. You know, that is, that is, is like the scientific model as well. It's like you are going to do research in something, it doesn't have the expected outcome, but it is still data. Right. You know, you have still gotten somewhere. It's well, just yeah, we, we talk about that from the, the from we already talked about that from the medical perspective. Yeah. Like we get a referral from an RDVM that goes yeah. through a copious amount of lab work and doesn't find anything. Yeah. Great. Right. We don't we know what it isn't. Yeah, we know what it's not. That's awesome. You <laughs> right. just posted that thing on Facebook about the solar roads that just yes. crumbled, right? Oh yeah. Like don't yeah. get me wrong like does that yeah. suck yeah because i thought it was an awesome idea yeah, yeah. but like okay now we know how to get better yeah, yeah. or at least we know what to not do yeah. so I, I, on that so on the if, if you guys aren't aware of solar roads uh, there was a 0.6 mile stretch that was installed in france um mm -hmm. so it was just basically it didn't perform quite to their expectation but what i reshared um, and I just said, you know, hey, it's it's progress. We tried it. It didn't work. Thank you for trying. That same little thing I commented in the original section, I got like, I don't know, 250 likes on it or something like yeah. that. But everyone who replied under it was somewhere in this unaccountability ladder. <laughs> like there was no uniformity. There was some there was one one individual who was like, That sounds like you're just saying these people need a participation trophy. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if you understand how science works. Uh, you know, but then it was yeah. just going down. Well, they should 
should have done more research. I'm like, it was a 0.6 mile stretch. Like right. this was the research. Yeah. This, <laughs> is, this is how research works, <laughs> right, guys. Right, right. And everyone's like, oh, they wasted so many multi-millions of dollars on it. They didn't waste anything because they got data from it. Yeah, there are some better models and there are some better examples. There are some better studies than others. However, um, you know, no pun intended, the rubber's got to meet the road, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. they got somewhere. They got somewhere, right? You know, and I think that's beautiful. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, you know, it's it, you know, what do I say? Um, is that you can always make more money, you can't make more time. Mm -hmm. You know, so are we mm -hmm. wasting money or are we wasting time and not trying something? And exactly. That's, that, that's I think kind of what this is: is you don't have much time culturally mm -hmm. to fix yourself. You don't have much time culturally to fix the clinic you don't have much time culturally to you know assign accountability um because ultimately you're gonna like you said stick out like a sore thumb you're gonna quit you're gonna get burned out you're gonna burn out employees you're gonna get rid of good ones you're gonna hold on to bad ones mm -hmm. and i think this then comes back to on our industry overview, one of the issues we have with culture, I know on culture, we talked a lot about failed bond spectrum, but this is also part of that culture is you will create a clinic culture based upon your accountability. Yes. So you, if as a team, as a whole are unaccountable, you're going to be surrounded by unaccountable people mm -hmm. because your accountable people are going to leave. Absolutely. Likewise, mm -hmm. if you have a team built in accountability, mm -hmm. your unaccountable people are just mm -hmm. going to leave. It's the other side of the coin. So, and again, I'm, I'm going to project that a little bit even further um, in our, in our uh, talent bubble where the problems lie. You know, the big one is uh, loss of self-worth, yeah, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> this is me philosophizing sure, whatever sure. The, yes. uh, yeah, the creating thing. philosophy yes, yes. is that um, philosophy yes <laughs> whatever that is so we have a loss of self-worth in the in in this industry i think as a culture as a whole but targeting specifically within the veterinary world because we understand the side effects of this loss of self-worth self-worth for so 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 many people comes from work like they get yeah. it from family too, but like yeah. those are the two big contributors sure. to people's purpose in life, creating their own worth. Yep. What we don't ever have uh, in unaccountable environments is purpose mm. because I'm yep. not getting anywhere. Yeah. Like I'm just, the wheels just kind of spinning and I'm just grinding the gears right off and I'm not making any progress. And even yep. though if I don't realize it, yeah. uh, if I'm in a, a part of that system, it's just going to grind me down and I'm like, I'm just not going to feel like I'm making that much of a difference. Yeah. So if I have a great family life, I might be able to offset that, but, but whatever yep. it is, it's not gaining anything. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, because it takes a big part of your day. I mean, when you're yeah. when you're selling time for money, that's mm -hmm. what it is. You're yeah. selling time of your life for money. Mm -hmm. It becomes yeah, it right. Yeah, <laughs> you need to have that purpose. So what I've fulfillment what, to to gain fulfillment, yeah. you require purpose, and yeah. the way that you get purpose is, I would argue, is through a, accountable Absolutely. through accountability. Yeah. So, uh, so with yeah. all of that, it, like what I've seen is that there's the going kind of back to where we started is I've seen business owners say millennials don't want to be held accountable, but I have seen so many that are under 40 that when they, then when they realize the value of an accountable team, yeah. 
they're the ones that push it harder than anybody else. Absolutely. Because they're probably in an environment where they have some sort of passion. Yeah. And even sure, if, sure. Like it's just be yeah. unemployment's like three percent. They're probably yeah. working somewhere that they don't hate, yeah. at least industry-wise. And when they have that, there's at least subconsciously a desire to create a better space and to create a difference. Like how many times have you heard that? Like all millennials want to do is create a difference in the world, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, how do they do that? They they're not gonna go out and change the world as one big turn yeah it's micro changes every yeah. single day and the yeah. way that you do that is through accountability in the places that you are yeah absolutely so like all that that does is it allows them to have a means to gain fulfillment yeah and then it's like holy shit this is this is awesome yeah and then they're the ones that drive harder than anybody else that's there it no it feels fantastic it feels so good yeah. and even like even it'll look like as i'm kind of one of those people where it's it, I, annie has told me like dude slow down <laughs> sure <laughs> like you're going too hard you're yeah. working too hard you're gonna burn yourself out i'm like yeah probably not yeah because <laughs> there's purpose to it yeah well and with the eye thing too it's a directing yeah, the eye into uh sort of not just accountability but into action yes yes know, which is our call to action but um no 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 yeah I, I completely agree and that's that's i think when um you know even in our uh podcast with regard to um you know the business infrastructure and we kind of had the example of inventory yeah and saying you you know, I had this one idea. It's like, I'm, I'm going to problem solve this and I'm going to get to it. And it's like, oh my God, it worked. It was like that addiction. I think we talked about one of our other podcasts. It's the addiction of the problem solver. Right. And this is the story of Paw Health is it's, you know, fixing yourself. As soon as you can fix yourself, you can help fix others. As soon as mm -hmm. you can help fix others, you can help fix the community. You fix the community, you fix the region, you fix the region, you, you know, fix this, you right. know, you go into these other portions of the industry. That's what we're talking about is mm -hmm. there is so much opportunity once you become accountable. There is no opportunity if you remain unaccountable. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. And that's what kind of we said earlier on this particular podcast was as you start to look at the entrepreneurs, you start to look at the CEOs you start to look at all these business owners is that's the swing that's the difference and it all lays in accountability right so we understand what we're talking about yeah what our symptoms are what our roles tend to be and now it's time for you to go to work <laughs> right so next sure. week we'll we'll dive into the creating accountability because yep. we have our two our two to three uh, very specific tools that yep. we'll touch on that'll that provide us an interface to, to yes. create accountable conversations yep. and, and do it in a way that is non-offensive. It's meant for growth. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, I think it is a good, a good stopping point, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a little bit shorter podcast than I think we it's typically right. have, which, yeah, it's fine. Um, but no, I agree. I think to look at these parts, the defining and assigning accountability to get into the creating side, we may have several hours of content that come out of just creating accountability. Mm -hmm. um, we'll try to keep it as short as we can. <laughs> But, we'll just turn uh, it on one and a half speed. It'll yeah, be great. Right. <laughs> right. Everyone's talking really average. Uh, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, you know, I think when you start to look at just to kind of lead us into next week, um, when we look at this creating accountability and we start talking about the different tools, is it is just that to create accountability, you have to have sort of these workflow tools that allow you in a healthy way within the team to create accountability. Mm -hmm. One, to create accountability in the moment. And when we can no longer create accountability in the moment, then we can step it up into saying, well, now let's look at it as a team approach on how we can establish and create accountability. So stay tuned for next week. That should be pretty fun. Awesome. <laughs> See you guys next week.